Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body, and I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah, what's your weather like? uh, The weather today is overcast, but it's pretty warm, so... Oh, nice. Yeah, it's been warming up quite a bit, actually, uh, with the uh, nicer weather, so... um, yeah, it's 
overcast, but like I went today and got some groceries before we started recording, and uh, I was surprised at how, um, like, actually, like, you know, uh, warm it was, all things considering, because it's been pretty cold, like, the last couple months, so I think this is a sign that spring has finally sprung, thank goodness. So. Now I have to ask you, how, how cold or warm is it? Let's see. What's the temperature? Uh, I will convert from Celsius for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's currently 16 degrees Celsius or 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, yeah, I was going to say 50. I was so close. Yeah. No, I, I, the thing on my phone will automatically convert it over, so... It might be wrong, but that's what it says. 60. You and your fancy gadgets. I know, right? Uh, yeah. Also, shout out if uh, you want to go see the new Pet Cemetery and you want to hear what Steph and I thought of the original. I know technically not really dating advice, but you and I both, we did like an episode of it. It was... Uh, yep, it was so. good. Yeah, so I don't know. People might be interested in uh, checking that out. Um... It's kind of one of those things where I, I, I think it's um, just a really great old episode of stuff that we've done. And I think people forget that sometimes you, you appear on other podcasts. Like, I am on every other podcast mm -hmm. in this network, but you show up, uh, you know, around the network as well. So, yeah, definitely you should yeah. check that out if you're going to go watch the new movie and you want to hear what stuff thought of the original. Are you going to go see the new one, or is it... Uh, Probably not, because... Okay. I was just talking to my friend about this, that we both are not scary movie people, mm. but because the technology, the CGI has changed that we can, like, I can watch stuff that's older because it doesn't look as realistic. Right. I mean, I'm the kind of person like Pee Wee's Big Adventure when I saw Large Marge that scared me <laughs> and I had nightmares about it. And so did my friend. Mm. <laughs> so, so, um, it, it's one of those things like I could watch it now because it kind of looked ridiculous. Right. The old one. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was doing the virtual reality stuff this weekend in her house, and, and some, she put in a game, what was it called, Super Hot or something, where you're, where you're shooting oh, yeah. people? Yeah. And that's, and that's scary. Because <laughs> you, you think it's, you have, no, I, I try to explain to people I haven't done it before, it's like, you're in the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I did really well with the one where you, like, serve people. I forget what that one is. You're at, like, a, a sushi bar and you serve people. I was I was good with that. I was good mm. with being an office worker at whatever <laughs> whatever yeah. that game was. But I went to the shooting people. And then there was one, like, some, like, uh, house. And then she's like, go to the kitchen, whatever. And this knife comes flying at me. And I think I screamed. <laughs> so it's like that stuff. I think my brain gets a little too into it, yeah. I think. So yeah. I can handle the older ones, but I don't know about the new ones. The psychological mm -hmm. stuff I, I find interesting, as long as it's not gory. Yeah, because that's why I was so curious on your thoughts on the original Pet Cemetery, because there's such a psychological aspect to it. So Yeah, and I think because the CGI isn't there, it probably lends itself more to a psychological aspect. I don't know. Yeah. But I'll have to, I'm guessing, you know, with the CGI, it's like I wonder how much the story is kind of being surpassed by the CGI. So... Mm-hmm. But I don't. Did this one get? I'm, I'm assuming that it. They all get final approval by Stephen King, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he because um, they made a pretty big change and they've spoiled it in the trailers, and he authorized that. So, 
Um, oh, to spoil the movie, really? Well, they wanted to make a pretty big change from the book and the original movie. And we're talking like a pretty severe change, like one that's pretty kind of... Um, what's the proper term? Um, I, it's, it's a huge departure, I guess, from the original book. So they asked him if he was okay with it, and he said sure. So the, uh, it's kind of interesting because like, he's kind of one of those guys where you kind of get the impression like he, he really does... Uh, Obviously, cherish uh, all of his properties and all that, but you also get the idea too. Like, if somebody come, came along and was like, "Hey, I got this idea. If it was good, he'd probably go, sure, why not?" So, so, so let me get this right. So, there's a so the screenwriters made a difference between the movie and the book. Yeah, and he okayed it. Yeah. So he felt. Did he feel like it was an improvement or just another way to go? That's the thing. I don't think they they said, but it'll be interesting to see because I'm going to see the movie tomorrow. So yeah, and when we get off recording, I'll ask you what the spoiler is. But okay. sounds good. I won't spoil anybody. Awesome. Because that's not nice. This is not Pet Cemetery cast, uh, although maybe one day <laughs> it should be. Um, it's uh, don't the... don't bury your cat in a weird place. Yeah. And then have it come back because yeah, that's that would just that's bad for a date. Yeah. If you're on a date and your dead cat shows up, that's not good. No, no. So it does relate to relationships in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be honest with your partner. You know, tell them if you have any, uh, you know, <laughs> Reanimated <zombie>. pets. <laughs> yeah, reanimated pets or kids in your basement, you know. You've got to share these things. <laughs> yeah, before they spend the night, tell them you might see, you know, yeah. a zombie type person or zombie cat. Yeah. Just be like, hey, no big deal. Right, um, just roll with it. <laughs> and that, and that'll really let you know if you're interested in the person or not. Because, you know, if they can't handle your undead cat, then that's a deal breaker. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> not speaking of undead cats, I can't think of any segue for this, but we'll just read Charlie's email. I can tell you my podcast, wsorcus.com. Oh, oh, my books do, and then my, my book, you know, the just the gasoline book that's now out in the UK and Australia, mm-hmm. it's doing really well. So awesome! That's great. Yeah, I've got a lot of really good emails from people. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, people can find that on Amazon, right? Yep, and then also if you go to my website, um, it'll pop up so you can okay. click on it. Perfect. Um, okay. And that applies to some of the questions we have anyway. So gaslighting. So. Yeah, there's some interesting emails this week for sure. We have some really good emails. Yeah, you were, yeah, because because I know you told me because other people haven't seen my email or my Slack or whatever, but you told me there's some good emails and you weren't lying. These are good. Yeah, we got some good ones this week. Starting with Charlie. Yep. Charlie says, "Nerds, I'm pretty lonely. Pretty much lonely these days. My circle of friends who can introduce me to girls is small and not an option. I tried online dating several times, but no success." and consumes a lot of energy from putting me in a depressed state. When I'm on the street, I see girls, I feel wasted opportunity and I'm being sad. I don't want to be a weirdo or look like I want something bad from them. Charlie. Um, Yeah. Any any thoughts on this stuff? Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. Because I I do have thoughts. I have a couple pages of thoughts. So I will start my thoughts. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, I, this is kind of the flip side of the hashtag Me Too movement because you know, everything's got its benefits and drawbacks. I think the big benefit is that we're drawing more attention to 
uh, women being harassed because it's it's more of a rule than exception that they've been harassed. But the flip side of it is that when you have people already socially anxious, then then they might become more avoidant or afraid to uh, flirt or hit on someone because they don't want to be seen as as getting in their in their personal space. So that's kind of the, the flip side of it. So um, I would say that that Charlie. I, I think it's time to find activities that you enjoy. And I know we've said that over and over again, but, but I think it's time to stop looking online and then socialize with the people that you enjoy. Because I think one of the things with online dating is you meet people that you probably wouldn't have met before because you really don't have anything in common with. And I think you need a topic to talk about together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also I'd recommend the book, um, what is it? Fuck your anxiety. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Fuck your anxiety. Uh, and that's a really good book about it's involves cognitive behavioral therapy and how, how to deal with your anxiety. Cause Charlie, it sounds like, like you got a pretty healthy dose of it. And even if you don't have anxiety, it's just a good book on how to go about you know, thinking and using that self-talk and the best, and, um, to your best advantage. So it's called fuck your anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I like to say that, you know, feel your fear and do it anyway. So, um, and then again, you know, find a common interest, not drinking, not, Hey, this person's attractive, not eating, but, uh, an activity, something you like doing, whether it's anime or anything like that. And I think that's where you're going to meet someone because then you've got a topic to talk to them about, mm-hmm. because if you have anxiety about talking with someone, it's hard to make small talk with someone that it's kind of obvious why you're talking to them. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? I think there's a lot to unpack here. Um, mm-hmm. Chief among them being that I don't think that necessarily how you um, relate to people is necessarily going to always fix the issue. And I think sometimes we like to think, oh, well, online dating is not working. It must be the avenue. But I don't know. Like you say here in the email, Charlie, that you that like it consumes a lot of your energy and puts you into a depressed state like understandably you know dating can be tough but i'm a little concerned that you know if if seven dates like this kind of puts you into a mood like this like that might be indicative of maybe a bigger problem um i guess that's kind of my main concern here is like if you're going to uh, go and, and and socialize, regardless of whether you do it online or offline. It's going to be there's going to be some difficulties, and I kind of wonder, like, how are you handling those difficulties? Like, say you have a bad date, like, what is your sort of way of decompressing and processing that? Because uh, it can be hard to go on dates, regardless of whether you meet somebody physically or whether you meet them uh, digitally and later meet them physically. So. I think there's a lot of difficulty there, uh, obviously, I think for anybody really, but I kind of just wonder like, how how would this be any different? Like you say that you feel like it's a wasted opportunity, but wouldn't the online dating also kind of be opportunity? Like, I kind of just think there's gotta be something else here that's sort of factoring in that we're maybe not getting the full picture on. Um, but I would say probably the best thing to do is to maybe work on not so much trying to just date and maybe just focus on just trying to 
meet people. Uh, we get so focused on meeting people in the context of dating that we forget that, you know, it's also good to just meet people to be friends with. And who knows, maybe some people might not be, uh, you know, compatible romantically, but maybe they can set you up with somebody who they kind of figure is uh, compatible with you romantically. So I don't know, maybe just trying to get out there and socialize would not be a bad idea. Um, but I wouldn't maybe worry too much about establishing a romantic connection with people. Maybe just kind of start a little slower and go at a slower pace and see what happens from there. But that's my thoughts at least. Yeah, I'd say also, Charlie, too, if you're feeling depressed and anxious, it, it might be helpful to go talk to someone. Yeah. Um, talk to a mental health professional, um, especially if you feel like you're really in a rut and you're stuck. So I think that's one of the things that the counselors can offer you is to help you get unstuck. Mm-hmm. So, so I'd recommend that too. Yeah. That's the kind of thing. That's my main takeaway here is I feel like there's the, the, the feeling of being depressed that like, that's sort of the source of the issue here. It's not whether you're on online dating or offline dating, it's more so that there's, there's that underlying issue there. Well, and I can also understand how being in Charlie's position would make him feel depressed too. So yeah. that's, I, I, I think that's can be a normal reaction if you've been doing this for a while and, and nothing's come of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And it's, it's good to sort of think about like, at what point is, is it like you got to stop and maybe focus on fixing things, you know, on your end, you mm-hmm. know, maybe like your feelings of depression or whatnot. And when it's a point where, you know, there's just something wrong with the system of online dating or whatever else. So I think that there's some lines to be differentiated there. And I think that's kind of where there might be some confusion, but I don't know. I'd say just try to maybe see what you can do to kind of get yourself into a better headspace and kind of go from there. But mm-hmm. yeah. and you, don't, you don't necessarily have to do one or the other. You could, you know, work on yourself and do online dating too. So oh, for sure. I mean, there's, yeah. there's really no right or wrong way to do it, but, but mm-hmm. yeah, especially things, depression, anxiety, um, you know, life can get better and you don't have to live like that. And it sounds like you might be suffering. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd recommend talking to someone. Yeah. All right. Do you want to read Janice's email? Sure. Janice says, so I met two separate men on Tinder, both of some great qualities. And after talking meeting with me, they both closed down their accounts on their own. We have never had a serious talk about relationships, but they both tend to hint at wanting more. At what point is it not okay to see two men at the same time? Janice. Janice, um, are you sleeping with one or the other? Because that would be a, a point where I think it's good to, to talk about that you're not exclusive. Um, they both shut their accounts down. So yeah, like you said, they're moving towards talking about relationships or moving towards thinking, I mean, have you, so they each think that they're the only one you're going out with. And I don't know how, that's what I'm assuming. And I don't know how long you've been going out with each of them either. Um, and just keep in mind, if you're having a hard time picking or you're, you're always, there's, there's this saying, I think it's a Yiddish saying is that you're always going to pick the wrong one. So, you know, don't worry about it because, you know, you're always going to think that you did the wrong thing and you should go out the other one. Uh, but also it, this probably should have been discussed from the beginning, mm-hmm. but I know it's a little too late to say that, but maybe, you know, if, if these relationships end, then maybe the next time to, to talk about the beginning that you're not exclusive. Uh, it, it's possible that when you talk to them about it, that they may both drop you uh, because they want to know ahead of time. So be prepared for that. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't say anything either because, you know, it's going to be found out sooner or later. Um, And you never say which one that you see yourself with, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So you talk about 
them wanting more, but I didn't hear you say that you want more or I connect more with this one than the other one. So if, if it's something where you don't want more for either one of them, you're just having fun, then it's probably time to talk to them about that and say that you're not really looking for a relationship with them because they, you kind of owe it to them to be honest with them about your intentions. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, if you, if you're trying to narrow it down to one person, which it doesn't actually sound like you want to do that maybe, or you haven't mentioned it, but mm -hmm. keep in mind, you know, you're, you know, you're usually going to make the, you're always going to wonder, you know, what would happen if you pick the other one. So yeah. what do you think? Um, this is actually kind of, reminding me of uh there was a, a article i read saying that in the age of online dating what a lot of people will do and this is very like gaslighting manipulative attitudes is they'll close their accounts to sort of instill some sort of sense of value as if it's like hey i'm i'm closing my account you know you might want to sort of commit to me now uh you know while you're still kind of chatting with me um it's actually a pretty common thing for a lot of mainly men but some women to do this to sort of kind of say like hey you know i'm i'm you know leaving like hey you might want to just kind of commit to me now otherwise um you know I, i'm gonna be gone uh two guys doing that at the same time is very odd but i you know I, it can happen um if they've mentioned closing their accounts and you know they're at they you know, or maybe implying or maybe outright asking to be serious. I would kind of suspect that maybe they're trying to force that on you. And if you're not wanting to, then don't give into that because that is actually, that is a semi-common thing. Um, but basically I would say uh, you would know better on whether you think this is genuine or not, or maybe you don't even care. I mean, let's be completely honest. Maybe this person's just trying, these two people are trying to instill some sense of value in them and you're, you see the value in it yourself. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, you definitely will want to make sure that you're sort of thinking about whether you want to sort of give into that kind of mindset or if that's something that you'd rather not give into. And I think not giving into it would be probably... Um, the better way to go, but just be careful that you might be falling for some sort of manipulation here. Hmm, I think a manipulation angle. Yeah, it's sadly very. That makes common. sense. That that's like that's like the new way to value. Yeah, if you've okay. got like maybe huh. if a girl's talking to maybe ten guys and one of them says, "Well, I'm out," and you know they're saying like the mentality of it is, or at least thinking of a lot of people will be like, "Well." This person's leaving i might want to you know find out more or, you know mm -hmm. gets gets get some contact information or meet up with them it's uh, it, it's sadly a very common thing and i think it just sort of in my opinion at least it rushes the process that should be more natural i mean if you want to feel like you want to meet up with someone trade information uh get to a more serious uh stage in a relationship with somebody that should come naturally that shouldn't be something that anybody should be forcing on you or manipulating you into um so that's just something to be wary of especially if it's like this where it sounds like uh jenna's i feel like you would know if you're actually being serious with these people uh and the fact that it's kind of coming out of the blue and maybe it sounds like they're trying to push you into uh keeping contact with them then it sounds like it's a very casebook example of that so all right and there you go mm -hmm. I had a good say, point, and I can't remember it, but... 
Yeah. No, I, I do that sometimes. I'm like, I have a great point, and then I'll like forget and it. And then it just leaves. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like you have a, I have a good point, and then you either say the point, and then or you're what like, you're saying oh, is more important than my point. So I'm like, my brain's like, man, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's. I'll read Tiffany's email here. Tiffany says. Nerds, I, 26 female, work at a nightclub as a bartender. As such, I don't have a lot of time to meet men as I get home at 2 a.m. usually and sleep from 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. Then I have a bit of time before I start work at 7 p.m. Since most people work until 5 p.m., that gives a small window. My days off are Monday, Tuesday, so that doesn't help. I started to think of stacking my dates, so I will go to the mall and I tell five guys to meet me there. I'll meet with one of them, and then when he leaves, I ask the other one to come and find me. I feel like I should be transparent with the guys, and so far, of the 40-ish guys I've met, all 40 have rejected me once they find out. Now I'm wondering if this is the best approach. Do you have a recommendation for how to date when busy? Tiffany. Oh, Tiffany, first, Tiffany. I I applaud your time management skills, because that's a pretty amazing way to, to make the most out of your time. Mm. Um, I'm wondering what you're saying to them when you talk to them and you say that they rejected you because um, there's a way to tell them hey i'm not exclusive or are you telling them hey by the way i have to go do i have to go to another date mm. because I, i'm wondering you know that might be part of it is how it's being addressed i'm thinking um but i would try finding people that have a similar schedule as you and you can put that in your in your bio on the sites so that's what that's what i would recommend and what kind of person are you looking for too maybe you kind of have need to narrow that down a little bit um you know there's a lot of people that work evening hours and i'm sure that you'd be able to find someone that has that kind of that has that kind of time frame that understands that you have a small window of time well um, so oh go ahead i was gonna say like it it's kind of odd because I guess in like the sense of online dating, like the whole idea with online dating is that you could stop and, and start it when you please. So you can log into the app, check your messages when you're busy, you just turn it off and you go do your thing and then come back when you can and check your messages. Um, so it seems very odd to sort of rush into wanting to meet somebody, but then not really having the time or having way too many people to meet that you sort of find yourself um in this position where it's very impersonal i think that's probably why the dates are not going well because i would imagine anybody who goes on a date who feels like they're you know a statistic rather than an actual person is going to feel largely unsympathetic and largely as if they want to just you know go find someone else so um i would say probably would be best to if you are finding yourself uh having a hard time you know scheduling time to meet people maybe just don't rush to meet with people. Keep it in the app. Keep chatting over text or something. And then when you have time, schedule a time to meet in person. Uh, but scheduling all these people to meet at the same time is not going to reflect well on you. And it's not going to probably end up being something that they're going to be ultimately interested in. And you're going to end up just wasting your time. So I would say it probably would be best to maybe wait a bit and take it from there. That's my thoughts at least. Well, I'm thinking too, and again, it just left, <laughs> but, but yeah, there's something about, you're right. The way that it's, that it's being done is that, yeah, if you're, if it's just to meet the people, 
then that's not going to work so hot because mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It's, yeah, I just think that I, if you just get out of the way with putting your profile, I think that really helps kind of narrow down. You know, like I work nights, looking for something that works nights. I have this much time available. And again, yeah. how are you telling these people that you're, are you telling them that? Because it's really not their business that you're meeting other people. Mm-hmm. You could just say that I need to go. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think you got to narrow it down and then just meet with a few people. Maybe you're the kind of person that needs to meet people in person and just doesn't like talking over online. I understand that, but it may be that, you know, you write on there that you got a busy schedule right on your bio. Um, mm-hmm. And it may be that you talk for a little while before you meet them instead of doing stuff back to back. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like speed dating, but the other party doesn't know they're speed dating. Yeah. And you kind of have to have both parties know that they're speed dating for it to work well. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, and uh, I, I think it's hard when, you know, anybody really is trying to date and manage time, so I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it largely boils down to just trying to find time to uh, give that person a sense that they, you know, are having their time valued. And I think anybody w- wouldn't mm-hmm. want to feel like, you know, their time is not valued and um you know uh, i've both been in situations that i think we've even had a lot of emails with people being in that situation i think largely people just don't want to feel like they're yeah just a statistic they want to feel like they're actually uh being you know thought of and you know cared cared for at least to a mild degree i mean as much as you can on a first date so mm-hmm. yeah it's like online dating it's it's this odd thing of you know <sighs> It's kind of naturally set up to be more speedy, but yeah. at the same time, there's a way to kind of pace it. Yeah, I think it's about and, finding, like, f- more so narrowing down the people. I think that's the problem here is instead of narrowing down the people that you want to meet up with, you're just meeting up with people and then trying to narrow down the people that you want to hang out with more. But I think you should be, you should be doing that narrowing down process even before you meet them. Like, ask questions, vet them out uh before you and and tiffany if if you are doing that and you feel like you are screening them really well maybe it's just time to take a break from online dating oh yeah that's always the thing too right so yeah and again put in your profile what your work hours are and see if you can meet somebody that works nine hours yeah there should be a, a there should be a dating site for people that work nine hours that should be a thing we'll start it there you go business idea we got an idea guys yay or you could also do it like based on sleep cycle too like i nap at three o'clock yeah or i nap at 1 a.m you know and then because that makes a difference too i think that's something that that comes up in relationships a lot is is if you're a night owl or a morning person and yeah i've seen a lot of couples come in with issues about that because they're they're the opposite yeah so that's some that's a good Mm-hmm. Uh, dating site too for sure yep all right um i'm next yeah it's jazz. okay i think it's i think it's jazz i think uh, it's jazz J- yeah, think jace it's jazz. jace jazz okay so sorry if i mispronounced your name but uh nerds there's korean girl i've been into for about a week now we went on a date over the weekend and it was great we were flirting touching each other wonderful night we scheduled a second date for this Friday, so I'd say she's interested in me. We caught up for coffee today and studied together. While that was going on, I was stroking her st- stroking her hair. Oh, I'll just say stroking her hair, because I don't know. I Wait, 
Can you stroke hair forward? Is that even a thing? And caressing her side. Okay, so you're stroking her hair and caressing her side. Okay, so uh, she did seem awkward about it, so I just leaned in and went in for the kiss. She rejected in a very sweet way. I played it cool and laughed it off. We have the, we have another date scheduled, so should I I continue with this date or just walk away and save myself the hurt? In the back of my mind, I keep saying, "Oh, she's just shy because she is." I hope this is a case, but I've been wrong before. Oh, Jazz. Oh, Jazz. So what? Why not go out with her? Maybe she just wants to take things slow. Um, it it sounds like you're maybe rushing things. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you like her. I mean, I'm not sure what her being Korean has to do with this. That was the part I was... I don't know if you were implying, like, culturally, if this is mm-hmm. something. I, I don't know. But anyways, um, I, you know, if she's shy, she's shy. And if you're interested in her, yeah, go on another date. Uh, if you're going to save yourself the hurt, well, you're going to get hurt no matter what when you're in the dating world. So it doesn't matter, right? So yeah. you, you're going to continually get rejected. And that's just part of the whole dating process. Mm-hmm. So if you like her, why not go out with her and, and slow down a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like she's giving you the message that she wants to slow down. Mm-hmm. So you know, what do you think? Um, I think I, the big thing here is... Um, if she wants to go on another date, then obviously it wasn't a big deal. Uh, and I think sometimes it, if you sort of give rejection to physical uh, intimacy, then it kind of can come across as a few different ways. Like, And I think the most presumptuative for most people is that this person just isn't into you, but... Obviously, she's into you because she wanted to hang out, and there was all these, uh, you know, other physical things going on. So maybe it was just like who knows? Maybe she had a cold sore. Maybe she was just not into kissing. Maybe it was your breath. Who knows? It could be any number of things. But the fact that she wants to hang out with you means that it's not that much of a deal breaker. Um, so I would say go for it. I mean, if you don't have any reason to doubt that she like any reason to believe that she doesn't want to see you again then what's the point right just go see her again go enjoy yourselves and take it from there if she says it's an issue then at least you know that it is and you can go from there but i would say presume that it's not and enjoy yourselves so right yeah i think that's it pretty easy enough email but you know it's also kind of layered too because it, it just involves the whole pacing issue yeah and sometimes, yeah, and... oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay, go ahead. I was just say, like, I think sometimes it's easy to get into the mood of things and one person goes, ah, we're going a little too quick, but don't take it too seriously if somebody is. It's just maybe they want to slow down a little bit. Maybe they want right. to, you know, know that they're being respected and cared for. Sort of the same thing with the Genesis email. People want to know that they're being cared for and being thought mm-hmm. of in a tentative way so don't take it too seriously right. yep right. okay I think, uh, oh you're next I think yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Brian says I've been seeing this girl for about a month and came together in a random but beautiful way I've grown quite fond of her and her dog as well just last week after meeting her friends we had the talk and decided we would pursue a relationship with one another due to her work schedule she has two weeks off upcoming I asked her how she planned to spend these weeks, and she revealed that she will travel to her old college town about three hours away to meet her school friend. When I asked her if 
I had met this friend before in the bar. She replied that this male friend is her best friend. He quote unquote saved her life when she was depressed in college and is an important person for her. Sure, no problem, I thought. Then she revealed she always has sex with him when she visits. I was shocked and played it off and only waited until one day later to tell her or talk to her uh, about it again. She doesn't see this guy uh, or she doesn't see this guy but once a year uh, and is adamant that there are no romantic feelings there. I get seriously weird vibes from this. Guy helped you uh, when you tried to kill yourself, so now you owe or give him sex? What the fuck? She says this is something I have to accept, but I wanted to have a good think before I make any decision. I really care for her and her little doggo, but this situation makes my stomach uneasy. What should I do? The situation is a bit out of my wheelhouse. Brian. Brian, listen to the intuition. If it's making your stomach uneasy, then that's a signal to you that there's something off. Mm -hmm. uh, she she's giving you the message that she puts her friendship with this guy and the random sex or hookup over your relationship so that kind of tells you where you stand yeah and now it's up to you to figure out what you want to do with that mm -hmm. um it, it you know the good news is, is that she told you and also the good news is that now you can decide what to do about it yeah. and unless you two have an agreement that you're going to have an open relationship mm -hmm. um yeah, this this sounds like a deal breaker. Yeah. And my guess is this is more than just she just gets together with him once a year. I I don't I mean, I don't I I have nothing to go on. I don't I don't know her, but yeah. It's still it, I mean, even without knowing her. I mean, it's still an unhealthy relationship whatever it is. I don't know if you would even call it a relationship, but it's unhealthy in my opinion mm -hmm. so right and any other maybe she'll find somebody that that's okay with and that's okay but yeah it sounds like you know that something's off and that it bothers you and i think that's the most important thing mm -hmm. and again good thing that she told you so now you can make some decisions yeah but yeah i i think it's normal for you to feel icky about this mm -hmm. because this is something that you that you have an issue with and again you know do you want to be with someone that says, hey, I know we're dating and all, but, you know, I'm going to sleep with this other guy and, you know, tough for you. I mean, that's kind of the message. It sounds like she said was like, tough for you. Yeah. You know? And, and she always has sex with him when she visits. I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah, that's that. Odd. I mean, is this like her backup plan or is this like, and, you know, and, and I guess, Brian, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter why she's doing it, honestly. Yeah doesn't matter it's it has to do with you know she's telling you what her priority is and can you yeah can you accept that or is it time to move on i personally would move on but because mm -hmm. the fact is she didn't even consult with she didn't say like hey we've had this relationship going are you okay with that she was like uh i'm gonna go see this guy and i'm gonna sleep with him so yeah peace out i mean that's she's and not I... really considering your feelings I wonder if this is like an abusive thing too, where you know he's very controlling of her and you know, sort of. Oh, the oh the guy that she's visiting. Yeah. Because or could this also be that she that that she's controlling Brian? Yeah. By you, saying, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go off and, and sleep with this other guy, and there's nothing you can do about. It. I yeah. mean, that's it's a way of. It could be seen as a way of kind of. You know, getting power over someone. Mm -hmm. 
And Brian, you, you do have a choice in this. And, and I would say this probably is, this is not, you're right. This is not a typical situation. Um, and it's, it's almost like saying, well, you're going to have to put up with my behavior. Like it if you stay with me and no one has to put up with anybody's behavior. You are in the relationship by choice and you always have the choice to leave. Mm -hmm. And some relationships are easier to leave than others. So Brian, I would take a look at, has there been any other controlling behaviors that you've noticed Mm -hmm. and take a look at that, but yeah, really listen to the intuition. Your intuition is telling you that something's wrong. And I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, There's, you're ultimately the biggest victim here, uh, Brian. So I would say, you know, you have nothing to gain from this. And if it's something you're comfortable with, I think it's time to move on. So. And I wouldn't even say victim. I just say that, Brian, you're in a situation that you need to make some decisions. Mm. And she's told you who she is. You know, that saying, if someone tells you who they are, believe them. Well, she just told you who, she's a, who she is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um, I think the... I'm next, right? Yeah, Francis. Okay, Francis. So, nerds, for context, my wife and I both money account. Lately, however, she's been using the money for frivolous purchases. We were saving up for a house, but these purchases have set us back a year from our original goal. These are things like expensive clothes, fragrances, eating out, trips, concerts, etc. I'm at my wit's end. I've tried talking to her about it. Should I limit her funds? Audit her spending? Could really use some help. Francis. Francis, my first reaction is, um, if she's putting money in, limiting her funds and auditing, I would look first at what's changed that she, it sounds like she was not like this before and all of a sudden she started doing this. Mm. So is she not feeling good? Is she depressed maybe? Is there anything going on? Um, Who is she spending all these trips with? Is she going out with girlfriends? Is she seeing someone? I mean, I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, there's a type of counseling where you have a financial professional in the room with you along with a counselor and the counselor does the counseling part and the um, financial professional does the accounting part and talks to you about you know your spending and everything. And, and couples that have done this type of therapy really like it. Um, there's a study that came out that found to be pretty successful because money is one of those things. It's like sex and parenting. It's one of those big things that sometimes you just need to talk out with someone. But my concern is mainly that that she has not been doing these frivolous purchases. All of a sudden, this just started, which tells mm-hmm. me there's got to be a there is a point where this started ramping up. And what happened around that point? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could be that you need to have separate accounts and then have a joint savings account. You each agree that you know whatever you spend in your personal accounts is whatever you want to spend it on, and then the the joint account is for other purchases and you can, you can decide like based on your you know, proportion of income, who pays what? Because yeah. um, sometimes having separate accounts has saved a lot of relationships. So um, I think it's time to really sit down and, and you know, use a budgeting app. And part of it is, I think when people start doing frivolous spending, it becomes a, a spiral. And so, you know, like I mentioned before, you know, an app that's really good is, is you need a budget. And again, I'm not, endorsed by them or anything maybe i should start looking into that because i mentioned before yeah but that's a good way for the two of you to sit down and look at how much you're spending now she refuses to do it uh yeah you know, maybe it's time for you the two of you to talk about something because if it's been a year that you're away from your original goal then it's something that probably you need to address now mm-hmm. uh, but again i'm thinking there's something that there's something that's happened 
for her to go from not being not doing the spending till now. I don't know when y'all got married because that may be part of it too. Maybe you just got married recently and she was kind of suppressing some of the stuff until she got married or um again, I think there I think there might be something going on. I mean, when you are depressed or anxious, spending money increases your dopamine and serotonin. So it's a it makes you feel good temporarily. And again, I'd really look at what happened that all of a sudden this started? Was there a, was there a starting point that you start noticing? Wait a second, there's some purchases, and I'm not I don't know what they're about. Eating out is she eating out by herself? Is she eating out with friends? I mean, where trips? Where's she going? She's not going with you. I mean, that's what I kind of wonder. So I don't. What do you think? I think it's simple. Just give her a separate account and make sure that you're budgeting an amount for her. If she goes over it, tough love. Okay. Um, I just there think, you go. I think it's really just that simple. Uh, you guys having a shared account, you're giving her access to the funds. As to why she's doing it, I mean, maybe there's things. Try just giving her a separate account and just seeing if that works. If you're getting some pushback from that, if you're getting, you know, anger, resentment, then it might be time to maybe go uh, talk to someone and see what might actually be going on there. But try just giving her a separate account for now and see if that works. You've tried doing the shared account, and that's not quite working. Uh, you've tried talking to her, I think. I don't see anything about talking to her about it, so I kind of wonder if you've talked to her about it. But, yeah, tr if you haven't talked to her about it, then, yeah, make sure you are. But, yeah. And, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, don't be afraid to give her a separate account. I mean, it sucks that you have to do this, but... Uh, well, you're not really giving her a separate account, but you're... Well, you're, you're taking away. You're, you're talking about you're tying together the separate account. Yeah. So. But I, Francis, I would, I would avoid making unilateral financial decisions. Hmm. So you really, you guys really need to talk about this. And if she doesn't want to talk about it, I mean, I'm. There's there's a difference between saying, hey, you're spending all this money. What's this about? We can't afford this. And sitting down and going, hey, what do you think about suffering our accounts? Because um, I think we really need to save up for a house. Maybe, maybe she no longer is interested in buying another house. Maybe she, again, maybe something's going on, you know, that she's just not feeling very good. This is how she does it. But, but when you talk about getting separate accounts, be prepared for hearing, well, you know, that's what happens when you get married. You combine your money. Yeah. And, but you could say, but still, you know, I think this is, you know, I think we're going to fight less and have less arguments if we split stuff, because I noticed that there's a lot of, of expenditures and, and things, but I'd also take a look at how much money is she putting into this account and how much is she spending on these things? Cause she could make the argument of, well, I'm not spending any more than what I'm making and that's my money. So be prepared for that too. Even more of a reason to keep separate accounts. But yeah, yeah, I like your idea of she she keeps track of her money and if she doesn't have enough money to pay for stuff, then that's it. But yeah. Francis should also be prepared for if she runs out of money that she's going to he's going to have to take over the payments. Like you just can't pay the electric bill. Yeah. You know? well, so, yeah. And I think the thing with like keeping a separate account would be like you still have the revenue maybe going through you, Francis, and then you just sort of dole out a disposable amount for her sort of deal or whatever else like if she's paying her own bills and and i would avoid that too where you're like that gets into some tricky controlling stuff when you're 
dispensing money or almost like kind of giving a, a quote unquote allowance to someone that gets really tricky. So that's where I think Francis, you really need to talk to someone, um, a financial planner or an accountant or um, a counselor or have, you know, like I said, a counselor and a financial person in the same room, because you really want to avoid saying, you know, here's the money that you get every month because it is her money she's putting into it. And that's going to get a lot of power control stuff. So, I think you really need someone to sit with you because this has reached a point again, if you're a year from your original goal saving up for a house, this has been going on for a while. So I know you say lately, but if it sets you back a year from your original goal, it tells me that might not be lately. So I mean, it's ramping up. So, um, but yeah, I mean, separate accounts can help, but also we need to get to the root of why is this happening? Yeah. Yeah. There's a few different ways. Like, I guess, yeah, maybe, I think just the general idea of having the shared account where all your other finances are all in that one account is kind of where part of the problem is. But if you're not able to solve this and, you know, maybe going to talk to a counselor would be better to resolve the baseline issue. But I mean, that's... and if she doesn't want to go, go by yourself, Francis. Yeah. If she doesn't want to go talk to someone that also tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. maybe maybe she's checked out of it maybe it's too painful for her to talk about maybe she doesn't think it's an issue either way i think you need to go because this is impacting you and at least talk to someone about what you're experiencing in this if she doesn't want to go and again if someone if you're saying to someone i think we really need to go to help our relationship and they refuse to go that tells you a lot yeah so awesome i think that's that should be it Mm-hmm. Another episode in the bank. Uh, Steph, people can find out more from you uh, over at stephaniesarkis.com. They can also reach out to you there too, right? They can. Yep. Maybe they have questions about relationships or yep. finances. There's a contact form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, and I wrote a book on ADHD and your money too. Oh, there Co-wrote. you go. Oh. Awesome. And that, I think that applies to everybody too. It talks about, you know, sometimes there's a spender and sometimes there's a saver in a relationship and how do you bridge that gap? Right. Uh, awesome. And you can find out more for me at 3ingredients.com. All of our other podcasts are up on there. And uh, if you have a question or you want to follow up, maybe you want to let us know, uh, Francis or Brian or anybody else that emailed in this week, you want to let us know what happened. Because a lot of times people just email and then they don't let us know what happened. And I'm always like, what happened? What's, what's the next episode? Just kidding. So, you know what I mean. but sometimes just sometimes people um once it's revol- resolved they got a lot of other stuff going on so yeah. i'm just thinking from a therapeutic sense like sometimes people are like okay got that resolved let's move on to the next thing well, but yeah if you have, if you have a chance and you want to check in that'd be great i think a lot of times pe- people i've actually had a few people be like well you've addressed my issue so i don't want to take up too much of your time when you you're yeah. helping other people but it's not always just you know yes we want to address everything week to week but uh i think it's also too good to get some follow-ups as well there's no yeah it helps us be better advice givers yeah there's no problem making the episodes a little bit longer to maybe do some follow-ups so yeah feel free to email if you have uh any uh follow-up information or you want to let us know how it went and final bit of thing uh don't forget to uh, rate and review us on itunes or google play so five stars yay yay i think we're worth five stars at least i think so six out of five at least i mean i'm biased but i think we're great 10 out of five 
No, just kidding. There you go. Oh, yeah, like dog rates. Yeah. There you, there go. you go. All right. With that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.